Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. Hey, we've got a holiday weekend coming up um, fast. Coming up fast. Critical Hit. Oh, really? Yeah, that's no. okay. Okay. Here we go in three, two. Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 all the way to number 1. This week on the show, hey man, we have a holiday weekend coming up very, very quickly. And a lot of people are always making plans and maybe more so this year. I don't know. Check your local community and guidelines and be safe and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. This week's top five, top five foods for Memorial Day weekend. Top five foods for Memorial Day weekend. We've got Matthew here and we've got Rodrigo here. Matthew, why don't you start us off with one of the foods that you think people should be eating on Memorial Day or Memorial Day weekend? I'm not going to proscribe what you should or shouldn't eat. I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to eat if I have the choice. And my number five is actually a specific one of its ilk. Not just anyone, although anyone is good. My number five is a a hamburger, but not just any hamburger. Uh, My wife's father has this weird schmancy grill. And it's not like, you know, a wood grill. And it's not like the gas grill that I'm used to. But it's this big old schmancy flibberty dibberty thing and he makes hamburgers that are like these enormous thick burgers like it's almost a meatball size when it starts and then he puts them down and they end up being this flat thick hamburger that's like as thick as the hamburger bun gets it cooked all the way through which i think is weird i'm not sure how he does that it's something about the magic of the grill and then you can put whatever you want on i mean you can put barbecue you can put your mayonnaise you can put know vegetables if that's what you're into i I don't know why you want to and while i can't necessarily eat an enormous hunk of beef like that and certainly not four or five of them uh, the way i used to i still think of that when that's the first thing that pops into my head when you say hey foods for memorial day weekend i'm like yep lance can you make me a hamburger so my number five is one of lance's hamburgers with just anything on it i mean you could put like chocolate and marshmallows on it and these things would be good Nice. Uh, Rodrigo, what do you have for your number five? Uh, my number five, by the way, uh, hamburger is my number three. So what? that what, was what it, is like, it? specific. What is it about uh, hamburgers that you like at your number three? Uh, hamburgers, I think, are hard to mess up. Mm. Um, I yeah. think if you go somewhere and they're grilling, a hamburger tends to be a pretty safe bet. It's like it's very forgiving. If you get a slightly uh, rare hamburger, that's fine. If you get an overcooked hamburger, that's fine. Yeah. You know, in a way that if you do that with like chicken, if you're like somebody's like, oh, here's a chicken for a chicken sandwich and they overcook it, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like rubber. I like and if my. If they undercook it, it's also like rubber, but in a different, worse way. <laughs> I like uh, uh, my hamburger 
kind of crispy on the edges, right? Mm-hmm. But a nice medium to medium rare on the inside. I so do think... You, okay. Do you prepare... Would you prefer like a hand-squished burger or one of those awesome pre-made patties where you like go into the, the like the Walmart or the Costco and you get those all beef patties that are like pre-cut into circles? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm good either way. I've had like burgers that are very thin and they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, burgers that are like basically it's like where the hunk of beef was like spherical and then mm-hmm. I'm like trying to fit the bun around it. And those are fine too. Like I said, it's a very forgiving mm-hmm. uh, yeah. thing. So it's it's very easy. It's, it's hard to mess up a burger. I, I haven't compared prices on the pre-made or pre-shaped burgers versus, you know, just a chunk of pound of meat. Uh, but Matthew, they do sell these little things that you can smash them down into your own perfect circles and get your own desired thickness. It's like a yeah, little ring with a press and it takes like five seconds. You roll it into a ball, put it in there, squish. And then it's your perfect my, my size. My kitchen has like 19 drawers and they're all full of gadgets. Well, and, here's, and here's the good thing. Here, here's the good thing. This thing doesn't normally fit in a regular size drawer. Uh-huh. So you kind of have to put it in a place that's, that occupies other things like where you put your mixer or your toaster or something like that. Fortunately, this thing's too big for a drawer. <laughs> yeah. exactly. See, this is the thing though. You and I have different ways. You look at the universe and here's five things I'm going to get rid of this month. And I look at the universe is, oh, I haven't seen that since high school. Better keep it in case I need it. So I literally have like walks and egg slicers and and just ridiculous items all over. And, you know, my wife is a gadget buyer. Yeah. And so just if I had a specific hamburger press, I feel like it would be. That'd be like just too much. I I, I couldn't now. Yeah, you should uh, you should get into to my habit. It's not five things a month. It's five things a day. Uh, but uh, it might, might help you. Things. Might help. No, it's actually great because uh, pretty soon you don't have many things. So let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back to Rodrigo's number five. We've got his number right. three covered. What is his number five? Uh, my number five is pizza mm. because. Like when you think of Memorial Day, you think of, oh, people are out at the grill and inviting each other to cookouts and stuff. But I don't know about you guys, but I've never had a Memorial Day free. Like, I've, I've never had a job that was like, take off for Memorial Day, dude. Right? Because Memorial Day is like Friday. It's like the last Friday of the month, right? No, Monday. Last Monday of the month? It's the, whatever it is. It's the... Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like... The last Monday in May, I think. Yeah. Last Monday in May, yeah. Never, have never had any job that was like, yeah, don't come in for Memorial Day, guys. I just, you know, if there's things to be... You know, when I was working as a producer, if there's things to be shot or edited or whatever, like, they might be like, yeah, take off for Memorial Day, but you're going to be at home editing, you know? So... Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, oh, I don't have time to like marinate some drumsticks uh, or go out and buy a grill. So <laughs> uh, I'm just going to order a pizza. And unfortunately, and because it's and because it's Memorial Day, no one's open to get you a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so you, that's you, that's kind of changed in the last couple of years. I do appreciate all the restaurants that are open on holidays. You you have to go with the with a bigger chain a lot of yeah. the time if you prefer to get your pizza from somewhere small and local. 
but that ha- I, I I believe that as well. I think that has changed now. Mm-hmm. Restaurants specifically open in all the major holidays because people are looking to not cook during you know holidays. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're realizing that some people number one don't want to cook, and number two, some people don't have any place to go to, and so yeah. being able to go to a restaurant and get a fast food or a takeout or something is is always a big help or having a DoorDash or whatever that uh, that you use. So good. I, I enjoy pizza. Pizza is not on my list, though. I kind of wish it was. But my number five is for whatever reason, uh, where my wife works, she has gotten into the habit of every once in a while making a grape salad. So much so that every time they do any kind of a potluck or anything at work, everyone's always like, Chata has got to make a grape salad. And so my number five is my wife's grape salad. If you don't know what this is, it's basically cream cheese and sour cream plus tons of sugar and then a bunch of different red and green grapes and some other things, pecans mixed up in there. And uh, people people really take after this thing. So I'm going to say my wife's grape salad is my number five. Sounds good. It's it's okay. I mean, I like it. And apparently everyone at work likes it. She has refused. There's a. I, I don't like to talk about my wife when she's not here because she'll get mad. But uh, she's basically said, I'm done making this grape salad. There's other people in this office that know how to make grape salad. You guys make the, your own grape salad. <laughs> so She's retiring the grape re- salad. It's like Billy Joel grape- with Piano Man. Exactly. 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 You're going to run her jersey up to the top and they're just going to be like grape <laughs> salad yep. champion. All right. Let us move on to our number fours. Matthew, what do you have for number four? My number four is going to be a rarity, I think, in uh, any food-related top five for me, because it's technically fruit. And I don't, I don't That's okay, it's food. Fruit. fruit is food. Yeah, but I don't eat a lot of fruit. I'm not, a, I'm not a fruit person. I don't just sit here and go, you know what would be great? An apple. Yeah, apples but, are great. Yeah, I don't like them. But mm. for some reason, for some reason, on Memorial Day... I break my one rule and I say to myself, you know, it would be good. And myself says what? And I says some watermelon, like a big, big hunk of watermelon. Um, my grandfather loved water, just loved it. And he would get like these enormous 15 pound watermelons and you'd hack them up and you'd have a slice like two inches thick and you could eat them. And then you could like spit the seeds at people or make your sister cry by telling her that she swallowed a seed. And now a watermelon is going to grow out of her tummy. Ha ha. But it's one of the rare times that I actually want to eat watermelon because generally I'm not a watermelon kind of person. I find it very, you know, I don't know. There's something about the texture that's just weird and creepy. But Memorial Day is like the beginning of summer. You're like, hey, this harkens back to a time when I was young and I would go to the pool and I would, you know, be stuck on a telephone 40 hours a week when I was, you know, everything was just stretching out before me. Like that one Stephen King story, you know, you never have friends as good as when you were 12, but they're all dead now. So, you know, suffer. And that's kind of the way I feel about watermelon. Mm, Do you sprinkle a little salt on your watermelon? I don't. uh, I'm not like a a sweet, savory kind of guy. I don't necessarily like to mix the the salty, salty. But what I can do and what uh, I recommend doing is, you know, you talked about your wife's grape salad. There is some like dip like literally just this sugary white cream dip that you can get. And a lot of times people are like, Oh yeah, we eat this with apples. Try it on the watermelon. It's Mm. just like cream cheese dip on the watermelon. Oh yeah. It turns it into almost a food. I I like the idea that Matthew eats fruit once a year and it's a watermelon. 
And I, I'm just going to imagine that he just eats the whole thing, like, <laughs> and all. And that's how he gets his fiber for the rest of the year. Yeah. He just cuts it in half so that it's a bowl and he just eats all the way down. Yeah. Just put it on one hand like the Bob's yeah. big boy. And just <laughs> Actually, well, probably if you're going to do that, Matthew, they have these perfect sized watermelons. I forget what the what their their actual name is. Maybe it's it's like a baby watermelon, but I want to say it's like a sugar watermelon or something. I don't I don't know the exact name, but it is like the size of a. It's bigger than a softball, smaller than a basketball. Okay, so basically about the size of your your brain, probably maybe a little bit bigger than that. You literally well, have, you just I have a big brain. You slice it in half, and you've got a bowl right there that you can just eat the watermelon right out of. So go check those out. Uh, Rodrigo, do you have watermelon on your list somewhere? I don't know. Okay, so what then do you have for your number four? Uh, my number four is that any sort of party or gathering, especially during the summer, is a good excuse to eat ice cream. Mm. Um, so it doesn't matter. It usually doesn't matter what flavor it is. I'm kind of all over it. Uh, you get a lot of vanilla ice cream because a lot of the time people bring like pie and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, vanilla ice cream goes good on that sort of thing. But, you know, sometimes you get people bringing weirder stuff or, or like um, butter brickle. Yeah. Or, or like those mutant flavors where it's like, what flavor is this? It's like Rocky Road. It's like, oh, so you mean chocolate with a bunch of stuff in it. It's like, yeah, I will not sit here and let you impugn Rocky Road, sir. Rocky Road is fine. Like I said, I'll eat it. What I'm saying is, is like calling it a flavor is not really right. Right. It's like it's a style of ice cream. <laughs> it's more of a texture of ice. cream. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how would you like your ice cream? Oh, I'd like to cut it into my gums. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's some Rocky Road, sir. Those frozen uh, marshmallows will do that to you. Uh, it's like, doesn't it have nuts? Or am yeah. I thinking of no, no? Or, it's or am I thinking nuts. of that other? No, it's got nuts. Flavor Moose Tracks. Yeah, Moose Tracks has got the Reese's Pieces or whatever. Peanuts, yeah. yeah, oh, peanuts. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that's, but a, that's a good Rocky Road one. will have like it will have marshmallow and it will have almond in it. Okay. Hunks so of almond. Oh, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> Give me the Rocky Road. <laughs> Watermelon down on my list, but Rocky Road shooting straight up to the top. Uh, my number four is something that you can eat any time of the year. In fact, all these foods are things that you can eat any time of the year, but chicken wings. Mm, give me some chicken wings. And I don't care if they are hot wings. I don't care if they're barbecue wings. I don't care if they're naked wings. Just give me some good chicken wings that have to, that have to be fried up just right. Uh, you know, it's got to have a good crispy outside. It's got to have a nice warm inside. It can't be too greasy. You got to let those things sit a little bit. So all the grease drains off. And then what I like to do is with the family is I'm just like, okay, so this bowl has, you know, the barbecue sauce. This bowl has, you know, whatever teriyaki sauce. This bowl has, you know, the hot sauce. Put however many wings you want in it, cover up the bowl and give it a shake. And then you can make your own flavor of the, uh, of the chicken wings. And uh, that's a, that's always a big hit because then everybody's like, oh, I don't like hot wings. I, I kind of wish we had something else. And it's like, here you go. You can, if you want Rocky Road flavored chicken wings, here's some melted Rocky Road and put the lid on and your chicken and shake it up and there you go. But my number four, chicken wings, so, so good. Can eat them anytime, but uh, definitely have them on a Memorial Day weekend. 
We are now up to our number threes. Matthew, what do you have for number three? Rocky Road chicken wings. No, that's not true. No one would eat that. Although I might actually, because I had a, a chicken mole once that was chicken covered in chocolate. But no, my number three is actually, you know how you said you can eat these foods any time of the year? Yes. This, this one you can't. I will not allow you to. You are physically forbidden from mm. eating this in any time of the year. And I say this as someone who literally just had it for supper um, with some ribs because my stomach is recovering from a thing. Uh, my number three is a nice grilled corn on the cob. Mm. Now, the one the one that I had tonight actually was uh, identified as Mexican street corn. Yeah, that's the best one. Which I can't decide whether or not that's offensive. Um, but, it, you know, it's heavily spiced. It's got like the uh, chili powder and paprika. The and... chili powder and the paprika. But it also had some cheese and some cream in it. Mm-hmm. And it was it was almost like the a cup of what they what they call down here in, in the restaurant that I love, the elote. But mm-hmm. it's just this grilled corn on the cob. And even if it's just like grilled corn and some butter. That is so good. My mother's third husband, and I like saying that because it makes me sound very worldly and also, you know, like a kid who has three teeth left and grew up in a house with wheels. Um, My mother's third husband was a griller, and he would grill the hell out of everything. And he's the first person who ever grilled corn and also watermelon for me. Did not care for grilled watermelon. But having had a nice grilled corn on the cob, like he would stop by the highway and run into fields and steal corn and then take it home and grill it. Oh, you got to be careful with that because a lot of that corn's not eaten corn. You know what? If you grill it with enough butter, it is. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're eating seed corn here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is meant to be eaten by a cow, but I'll be dang if it isn't really good. <laughs> seed. It's soaked in butter, my friend. Yeah. Uh, just trust me on this, ladies and gentlemen. Just don't stop at the side of the road and run out into the field and grab grab some corn off the thing because it may right. not be eaten corn. You want to well, if you want to stop. That's not at the... the only reason why it's also stealing, <laughs> well, and yes. the farmer might be out there with a gun. Yes, and, yeah. Not, you know, uh, fields literally have traps for uh, what they call varmints. Yes, and uh, you can you can easily injure yourself by running into a field to grab some corn that you can't eat anyway. Also, yeah. cornfields have a, a particular um, they have that, they what's have the word I'm looking for? Malachi? They have corn spiders. <laughs> Enormous corn spiders. I mean, the size of a human hand, bright orange with racing stripes, and they will eat you. They will eat you, and you will be bitten by the corn spiders. So, stay away from the corn spider. I mean, yes, he who walks behind the rose is scary, but a corn spider will just, I mean, literally, we had a corn spider move into our apartment once, and, and Otter was just like, now we have to move and burn the place down. Yeah, well, that's what happens. So and trust so us, did. ladies and gentlemen, just buy it from the, uh, the the kindly old stranger by the side of the road. Yeah, or, or the kindly better, old just, villains at the end of the parking lot. Yes, yeah. or go to the or go to your local grocery store and buy your corn that way. But yes, go to the grilled, grilled corn almost made it on my list, Matthew, because uh, really? the way that you were describing it is also the exact same way that I liked my grilled corn. But I figured I've talked about grilled corn enough in the past and uh, and so on and so forth. We've already done Rodrigo's number three hamburgers. But here's something, Matthew, you mentioned grilled watermelon, which yes. I've seen people do it. I'm not a big fan of it because it basically puts the fire out on your grill because it's just basically having all the water, water down onto water. your coals. But something yeah. that is good and that you really should try, grilled peaches. Grilled peaches, get those things nice and charred on one side, get the grill marks going on those, and then slap some uh, uh, vanilla ice cream on top. 
Ooh, that is the next best thing to a peach pie, a warm uh, peach cobbler without all the crust and stuff. Oh, man. Grilled peaches are so good. We make a point that if we know, uh, because it is getting close to peach season, um, Mm -hmm. we have uh, these people drive from Denver all the way down here with a huge, like almost a semi truck uh, just full of uh, Colorado peaches. And what else do they sell? Like something else from uh, apricots or something like that. But we make a point of getting a whole crate of peaches and then we just eat them raw we grill them uh we bake them in a pie uh but uh, definitely the grilled is the favorite in the household and we do a lot more grilling when the peach people come around because we know we love those peaches so much so grilled peaches my number three they were put there by a man at a factory yes they were they but ours don't come in a can so well then you're doing it wrong no i eat them they're not real peaches if they don't come in the can you get eat them fresh that's a that's a presidential edict. Look out, like look out for the order, man. look out for the wormies and the other buggy things. That's the other bad thing about some fresh fruits is man, those fruit flies show up pretty darn quick. Oh, you see, you got some peaches there. Buzz buzz. Time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. All right, let us get to our number twos, Matthew. What do you have for number two? My number two is actually a companion piece to my number five. Um, as we noted, my number five is my father-in-law makes a good burger. Uh, my number two is actually made by my mother-in-law, who is his wife. And uh, since I like her better, she gets a higher placement. Um, but most importantly, and I, I, I felt like when we were putting this list together, we've done something similar to this in the past. When we've talked about summer food, mm-hmm. and I raved about Karen's potato salad. Her name is literally Karen. Mm. And she makes the best potato salad. No, it doesn't have raisins in it. And no, it's not under seasoned, you know, uh, as much as, you know, you is it a mustard potato stories. salad or is it a mayo potato salad? Like, is it a German potato salad or is ah, it, uh, but that's where the, that's where the key comes in, Stephen, because it's both. Mm. It is potato. It's green onion. It's got some crunchy, crunchy onion to it. And it's also got some non crunchy onion, but it's got uh, lots of paprika. It's got uh, mustard and mayonnaise, which gives it kind of a creamy flavor, but it also gives it that classical mustardy taste. Mm -hmm. And she puts in like, not just a little bit of egg, but like half an egg. So she bought, you boil a dozen eggs and you cut them in the half and there's big hunks of egg, like an egg salad in the potato salad. And it's so good. It's textural. It's crunchy. You get all these different things going on and it's got a really nice bite to it, but it's not overwhelming. Because some mustard potato salads are just too much mustard. You know, it's like 1918 and you're in a field and you're about to go play soccer with the other side because it's Christmas Eve. Uh, That's a mustard gas reference. It's offensive and I apologize. And I really, really shouldn't say things like that without thinking it through. But nonetheless, it's not too mustardy, but it's not too sweet. Because that's what I get sometimes with a German potato salad is it's almost too sweet. Mm. When you get like the, the, the oily base, I don't know if it's like my brain wants to say a vinaigrette, but that's not German. That's Italian, but nonetheless, it's really, really good. And it's, it's like the perfect potato salad. And, you know, I haven't had it in about two years. She tends to make it at Easter at Memorial day and at Thanksgiving. And since, you know, we haven't left the house in two years and haven't actually seen another human being in like five, uh, I haven't had that potato salad, but now I'm hoping that somehow this summer we can get some of that potato salad. Yeah, maybe in a couple of weeks. Rodrigo, yeah. what do you have for number two? 
Uh, my number two is also kind of that. I have down mustard-based salad mm-hmm. uh, because I don't really buy a lot of like potato salad or macaroni salad mm-hmm. uh, very often. I I do more now because uh, like to me that stuff is like the only time I would ever have it in the past is for cookouts. Like that's not something that my parents ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would only ever have it at like potluck potlucks with Americans, right? Um, so, oh, Rodrigo, you got to try the potato yeah. salad. It's, How it's my do you, Rodrigo, recipe. have us some of this potato salad? Oh, it's yeah, good stuff. this one right here, we we put some raisins in it to give it an extra sort of chewiness that you like. I've, I've told this story before, but like one of the first times that I worked, uh, pledge, uh, the the volunteer coordinator who was also doing the food comes in, uh, and she looks at me and she's like. Jeet? And I'm like, <laughs> what? She's like, Jeet? I'm like, oh, did I eat? Did you eat? Yes. I, I, no, I haven't gotten a chance to eat. Thank you. Jeet yet? Yeah. So, so yes, I have had, in fact, uh, someone uh, undecipherably offer me some mustard based salad and it's good and I like it. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's good. It's like, that's, that's what makes me think because burgers and hot dogs, you can, they're like, they, kind of span the american experience but this kind of mustard based salad tends to hang out mostly at like cookouts and picnics and that sort of thing mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I really like the mustard based potato salad with the chunks of potato and egg mm-hmm. in it and a little dip, bit of dill pickle in there as well uh, mm-hmm. that's that what's really good unfortunately i don't get to eat that much of it because everybody in the house hates potato salad with a passion so really? yeah so if i get it that only comes you know i usually end up getting the store-bought stuff and it only comes in one size, and I'm right. not going to eat potato salad for 10 days straight, so right. I usually pass. Now, I have gotten yeah. uh, people convinced, at least one other person in the house, that some uh, baked beans are a good thing to have. And so that sure. person will eat a few baked beans, but still, right. I don't get that as often. So Now, do they hate the taste of the salad, or do they hate the after effects of living with you after eating a mustard-based <laughs> salad? Um, oh, you mean the, the after effects of me eating a mustard based salad where I lay down and sleep for two hours. How could anyone hate that? Um, that's true. I do like it when you go away and go to sleep. Yes. Uh, no, I guess they hate it. I've tried different potato salads. They just don't like the combo. And one of them's very texture centric when he eats. So, uh, that's an automatic out for him as is chili and, uh, anything with, oh man, he can't, the texture of the beans and the meat. Uh, oh, just doesn't do it for him. Same way with like hamburger helper, you know, the cheeseburger macaroni type stuff. He can't stand right. that stuff. It's all about Doesn't texture like for him. Is, yeah, that, yeah, is that the one that eats the baked beans or no? No, 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 no. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, but... I like a lot of baked be- beans are like gritty. Mm. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. that he's like that. Yeah, no, he's got a very, uh, you know, I don't know <laughs> where, where it falls in, but there are just some things where when it comes to a texture with him on a food, he just hates it with a passion. So yeah, yeah. my kids like that about Tom Petty. Yeah. Anyway, my number two is the deviled eggs. Or I'm sorry, I spelled that wrong. Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs are so good. These are, again, with mustard and mayo and vinegar <laughs> and salt and black pepper. And paprika. Uh, yes, paprika. Again, uh, the youngest doesn't care for deviled eggs that much, but he will eat one or two. Um, but uh, the oldest will devour deviled eggs. So deviled eggs are a big thing in the household. And uh, you do them just right. Everybody in the house will eat them. 
If you do it wrong and put, I don't know, people put pickles in their deviled eggs. I don't understand that. But uh, just mash those, uh, you know, egg yolks up, put a little mustard and mayonnaise in there, a little salt, all that other stuff, sprinkle some paprika on top, and I can eat a dozen of those things. Well, that'd be only six eggs. I can eat a whole carton of eggs of deviled eggs. Actually, they're deviled eggs, so a dozen would be 24. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, the deviled eggs, definitely on my list, definitely number two. All right, we have made it all the way to the top of our list, to our number ones. And Matthew, what do you have for your number one? Hey, number one, top of the heap, my number one is actually, um, technically, I think it might be kind of a cheat because... When you think, <laughs> is it a food? Uh, it is a food like, because I only it? have it on Halloween. Can you but, eat right, it on Memorial no. Day? Well, no, you're not allowed to by law. No, you oh, certainly no. can. But here's the All thing: right, about then what's the problem? Um, a lot of people will say, "Hey, why don't you have a hot dog?" And I'm like, I'm not, "I don't know if I feel like a hot dog." And some people are like, "Oh, well, you should have a bratwurst." I'm like, "I don't know how I feel about a bratwurst." And then the weird guy will be like, hey, did I tell you about my cheddarwurst? And I'm like, yep, sold American. It's sort of a food in that there's, there's meat in there of unknown provenance, and it's been injected with cheeses and, and gases and, and various and sundry slimes and oils. And it's like in a casing made of the intestine of something, but a good cheddarwurst, for some reason, just the texture of it, I don't know if, if it's like, you know how you're eating a bratwurst and it feels like a hot dog, but it's a hot dog stuffed with a hamburger. A cheddarwurst feels more like a hot dog that's been stuffed with hunks of with a, deviled with ham, a can of uh, can of cheese whiz, can of cheese whiz, and some deviled ham. And you know, having grown up as a person who most of the meats that I ate did come from a can, I really enjoy just the texture of a cheddarwurst. And if you get one that's cooked precisely right, that first bite you have to be really careful because you'll get a snap. And then it will shoot white hot flames in your face. It'll be like white phosphorus and it'll just be horrible. You'll look like snake eyes in that one issue of GI Joe. But if you get a really, really good cheddarwurst, you just put a little bit, just a little bit of yellow mustard, maybe just a touch. And people will say, oh, you're a heretic. I don't care. I'm an old fat man. You can yell at me all you want. Touch of ketchup. And then you just eat that on a bun. That not mean I can do that all day long. And the best part is, even though I'm old and my digestive system hates me, I mean, seriously hates me, my digestive system like writes me little letters that just end with, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. I can eat a cheddar worse or a couple of cheddar. I can't do like six or seven like I did back in the day, but I can eat a couple of cheddar worse and my digestive system won't hate me. So I feel like that alone should earn it the number one spot. But the reason that I thought it was a cheat is that. It's not necessarily a hot dog, and it's not necessarily a bratwurst, both of which I think are, you know, traditional, really Memorial Day food. It's a cheddarwurst. It's like, it's, it's a mutant. Is it a food? Do, Can you eat it on Memorial Day? It fits. Do, do people, is that like a thing with bratwurst? Like, because mm-hmm. I know like with burgers, like when somebody is like, oh, look at these fancy burgers, mm-hmm. don't put anything on them. Is, is that something people do with bratwurst? What do you mean? Depends on the bratwurst. Because my number uh, what one, I find, my number one is grilled bratwurst. I love bratwurst, uh, especially uh-huh. when you cook them right to the point where the skin is about to pop. Um, you get a good bratwurst that's like that. Oh man, I, I don't, I don't put mine on a bun. 
Uh, but I do eat it with with mustard, uh, usually a spicy brown mustard for me. Some people yeah. like to coat them in in uh, onions, you know, cooked onions or boiled onions or whatever onions whatever it is or, that thing is. Or uh, uh, sauerkraut. Yeah, I'm not a, well. I, I just dislike sauerkraut with a passion. And onions are not a big thing for me, you know, unless it's, you know, a little, you know, a little thing on the side or a little, you know, uh, topping. But uh, yeah, I just like my bratwurst, just that with, with some spicy mustard. And I am a happy camper. Grilled bratwurst, I haven't had them in a couple of years. So again, because I'm the only one in the house that likes them. Uh, but uh, I'm definitely going to cook up some bratwurst uh, this year. And Sounds gonna like sit Memorial Day is really rough for you, Stephen. It's another day. It's kind of like you, Rodrigo, where you're like, oh, I work every Memorial Day. For me, it's another yeah. Monday where it's like, okay, I'll get up and do some things, and then we'll sit around and watch a movie or we'll play a game, and that's it. And when it comes to food, you know, my wife is is uh, is is Thai, so we eat a lot of Asian foods anyway, and right. that's fine. Um, but uh, for me, if I were to pick out a if I were to pick out a, a menu, uh, wouldn't have any Asian food. Nothing against Asian food because I love Asian food. Um, but, uh, these are things that I eat rarely. Um, but uh, grilled bratwurst, we haven't had in a couple of years and I'm, I'm probably going to pull some of that out this year. So that's, that's my one, number one. One thing that you do run into Rodrigo, um, that when Steven said the spicy brown mustard, schmancy mustard is a thing. I have literally heard the word blasphemy used, uh, in reference to a bratwurst with ketchup. Yeah, oh. I, I, I've eaten mine. I've eaten mine with. Uh, I, I think the whole thing. It's kind of like, well, pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. Exactly, it's the same thing exactly. with ketchup on a hot dog or ketchup on a bratwurst. Who cares if you like eating it that way? Eat it that way. Lots of people love eating sauerkraut on their bratwurst. I hate eating sauerkraut on my bratwurst. So don't give me grief if I don't want sauerkraut on my on my yeah. my meat sausage thing. So eat what yeah. you want, and who cares? Yeah, tell them to shut up. But, you know, coming from the land of Fon and Steels and Pfeiffers and Kohlers and, like, people will yell at you if you try to put ketchup on your bratwurst. I've had it happen. So, you know, I try to just hide it, which is another reason why you should just go with a Cheddarwurst, because there are literally no Cheddarwurst people just, in the world. People will just recoil in horror and, and, and right. say, stay away from it's, that boy. It's, and then it's, it's like, like a win-win you know, for everyone. You don't have, like, Anton, uh, the Ratatouille critic, talking to you about your bratwurst. You know, mm. he doesn't come in and go, mmm, boy, that pickle and pimento loaf. You know, yeah. that doesn't happen. That's another reason to eat a cheddarwurst, because it's a highly processed food, and no one can be snuffed Well, the, about the problem is, especially if you go in for, you know, specialty foods at a group event, um, right. it means that you're going to have to bring your own cheddar hot dog thing, which, mm -hmm. you know, and because so many people dislike a cheddar worst, you'll be the only one eating that. So I don't know. That is a little, that's a little weird when it's like, Hey, I'm going to bring something that only I'm going to eat. And no one else will, will that's where it kind of gets into a weird territory for me. I had that happen once when I, when I brought veggie burgers to a, to an event mm -hmm. and people were just like, well, nobody's going to eat a veggie burger. I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. And sure enough, I was the only one that ate a veggie burger. So I, uh, I used to do that at podlocks at work. I would sign up for chips and I would bring one bag, like like two giant bags, one of like regular ruffles mm -hmm. and one of sabritones. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, well, this is my opportunity to eat a whole bag of sabritones in front of everybody by myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> none, none, of, none of the snot grasses and coolers and kunches in this uh gathering are going to want any of this and they didn't and i you know they'd be like oh what's that and i'd show it to them and stuff and they're like no thanks yeah it's chili and lime how does yeah. that what 
Yeah, those are right. pretty popular, pretty popular here now. So, um, yeah, yeah, they've they've gotten a lot more popular because they're they're in like every gas station now, yep. which is great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Rodrigo, what do you have for your number one? Uh, my number one is uh, I, I feel uh, once again gotten to the part of the program where we say things like something I can't eat anymore, <laughs> uh, but it's something that I like a lot. Um, I mean, technically, I could still eat this. It's just that it has caffeine and that mm-hmm. uh, causes migraine problems. But right. my number one is a float made of uh, Coca-Cola and lime ice cream or, or sherbet. Like it, it can't have not not it, it can't be made of milk. It has to be like the water based ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not an American thing. That's something that I keep talking to people about. And they're like, no, your floats have to be made of uh, liquid that tastes like licorice and then like cream based ice cream. And I'm like, that sounds disgusting. Yeah. But you know what's weird? And again, I think that that may be changing because so many people really like the lime Cokes, you know, where it's uh, lime flavored Coke or they ask for Coke with a lime with it. So the next time that you have one of those um, floats with a. With a lime sherbet in there, just and people are like, well, just say, don't you, aren't you the one that I just saw drink like a case of lime Coke? It's the exact same thing. I, I feel that I have lived through the like American awakening to lime. (laughs) Like, I feel that when I first moved to the United States, people were like, what is this like small, ugly green lemon? And now I see lime added to lots of stuff. Like you Mm -hmm. can get lime chips. Yep, you can get, and it, I, I think it's largely through like Mexican food that people have like developed a taste for it. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't know if like like a banh mi or something has any like lime or anything on it. Um, it does, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, I think like uh, basically like tropical foods that have made their way into the United States have really pushed forward the uh, uh, the profile of lime. So mm-hmm. now it's a lot more common. That you can like go to a restaurant and they'll like slice you a lime to to squeeze on something. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. There's That's a it. restaurant here that does um, cherry lime sorbet, mm-hmm. and they'll put it in a Coke float for you. And I I haven't drank it because I, I don't drink soda with carbonation for similar reasons to you, except that it wouldn't be my brain exploding; it would be my lower intestines. Right, right. Not exploding in a funny way, like literally bursting <laughs> and causing sepsis. Oh um, no. But, you know, it's one of those moments where I'm just like, man, I would like to try that if I wouldn't, you know, like die. Do you ever uh, just sit there, Rodrigo, and go, you know what? If I have this, I'm going to get a migraine. But you know what? It's so worth it. Um, so uh, not not to get too personal, but that had been my my M.O. through my 20s and early 30s. Mm. Uh, where I was just like, I'm just going to live my life. And if I get a migraine, I get a migraine. But now I have uh, enough comorbidities that a migraine can actually like really impede me from like going to work yeah, yeah, or yeah. like doing other stuff. So now I really have to take care. Like I have to be nice to myself. <laughs> um, so I, I've, I've really, I basically, the only caffeine I ever have is like as part of like medicine yeah, your meds, nowadays. Yeah. yeah. All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Five foods for Memorial Day weekend. Uh, We want to hear from you. What foods do you like to eat on a Memorial Day weekend? We want to hear from the olds like us. We also want to hear from the youngs. If there's some youngs out there, go ahead and uh, share your thoughts. Here's where we want you to do it. Head over to our Discord server. 
you can find a link in the show notes. It'll take you over to the Discord server. It'll probably dump you into the general uh, chat room where everybody will welcome you with open uh, cat gif uh, arms. And then mm. you can jump down into the podcast section where we have a channel specifically for Top 5. And you can join the likes of uh, Matthew's college roommate and Jimmy and I Tyrant and Warhamster and Jarmo and Lagnus and Geek Jock and Anth and so many more who are just hanging out waiting to share their top fives with each other. And some of these things go on for quite a while, so it's a really good read. But they also want to see what you have to say are your top five foods for Memorial Day weekend. Why? Because everyone loves a list. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. 